Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast, broadcasting live from Wheat Ridge, Colorado, the home of the champions. It is Wednesday, June 16th, and we have an episode today that should be very fun. We're looking at the quotations of Will Rogers. Who is Will Rogers, you may ask? Well, let me just Google him and read the first few things that it says about him on Wikipedia. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing fine. It's a nice warm, no, it's a hot day here in Colorado, up in the 90s, and uh, but it's beautiful outside if you like hot weather. Yes. How are you today, David? I'm doing well. So now that I have it pulled up, Will Rogers was an American stage and film actor, vaudeville performer, cowboy, humorist, newspaper columnist, and social commentator from Oklahoma, which is where you are from and where my grandfather and your father Sequoia is from, where we get the name of this podcast. He was a Cherokee citizen born in the Cherokee Nation, Indian Territory. Uh, he was a Cherokee citizen just like we are, and he was known as Oklahoma's favorite son. Growing up in Oklahoma, were you aware of Will Rogers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We, we quoted him all the time. Yeah. So, yes, he's famous for having several funny Oklahoma humor is what you called it, right? Yeah, Oklahoma humor. That's right. That's They have their own kind of humor. Uh-huh. And uh, I always like doing quotation episodes just because they move along. And if, if one's not that funny, uh, you can just move to the next one, right? That's right. So, I mean, should we just sort of jump right into it? Well, part, part of being funny is some truth to it. You know, you go, oh, that's true. Aha. Oh, really? That's true. <laughs> so a lot of it is a truth to the humor. And so uh, a, a lot of Oklahoma humor is just is uh, saying things in a lighthearted way, but they really mean it. Mm -hmm. they, really, they really mean what they're saying. Um, so should we get going? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. I'll read the first one. You can go do the second one. Okay. Will Rogers once said, I am not a member of any organized political party. I am a Democrat. <laughs> of course, this is, you know, uh, 80 years ago, but still. Yeah, he died in 1935, so, I mean, he didn't live yeah, to see World War II. Yeah, he died in a plane crash, him and uh, in, uh, Wally Post up in Alaska. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he uh, they were... Uh, they took off and and crashed. Wow! And it was really sad. He was he was young, well well loved, well known, and uh, actually, this is an interesting quote. I am not a member of any politi organized political party. I am a Democrat. Mm -hmm. That's funny, but but also around that is that uh, they wanted him to run for president. Oh, they did. They did. They approached him and said, you know, why don't you run for president? Oh no, he says no. I'm not. I'm not a member of any organized political party. <laughs> I'm a Democrat. <laughs> In other words, he's saying, no, I'm going into politics. You know, uh, I would much rather uh, do good in the world with what I'm doing uh, as a comedian, mm -hmm. as making people laugh and making people feel good. Yeah. And sometimes if that's like your wheelhouse, you shouldn't aspire to more. That's, that's what he wanted to do. And that's what he did. So, so he rejected a lot of that. That was mm -hmm. interesting. Well, I'll read the next one, okay? Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me just switch the screen. Go for it. Good judgment comes from experience. And a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, it's very true. Is, is you know, uh, my dad, Sequoia, he would always say, well, the best education is when you make a mistake. So learn from it. Says, when you when you make a mistake, that's probably the best education there is. I would make mistakes and I'd lose money. He says, ah, don't worry about losing money. You know, uh, that's that's a cheap education. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's like the Dalai Lama's quote, when you lose, don't lose the lesson. That's a good point. Yep. Um, now, I think that you can get good judgment from listening to people that have had bad experiences too and that's like that's an easier way that's the shortcut well there's a lot of ways to learn mm -hmm. but a lot of your good judgment comes from oh i'm never doing that again you know actually it's a good that's a good that's a good comparison david the dalai lama what was that quote again that the dalai lama says when you lose don't lose the lesson see now that oh that's right that's right but then an equivalent is good judgment comes from experience a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Mm -hmm. Well, you're kind of saying the same thing, but one is a little bit more humorous. Yes. And that's why Will Rogers was called a humorist, because you can say the same thing many different ways. And he was a master at using humor to engage with people. And that's kind of Oklahoma humor. They do a, they use a lot of humor down there uh, to engage with each other. At least my family certainly does. Mm -hmm. uh, the side. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do the next one. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. You have to keep moving. That's right. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not what you do, it's that you're doing it. You know, it's not just, oh well, I did something good. Well, yeah, but just keep doing it. Keep mm -hmm. going. It's it's about action. Also, you, you have know, to move you have to move down the track. You know, sometimes right. you can't spin your wheels at one point on the track. You'll get run over. I'm reminded of a, a documentary I saw called Con Artist about this artist named Mark Kostabi. Mm -hmm. And he was a talented artist. And then he used the media in the 80s to sort of rise to prominence. And I don't remember the exact details of the documentary, but... It was made in the mid-2000s, and he was still doing exactly what he did in the 80s. And he, the world had passed him by. So in the 80s, it was innovative and sort of subversive, and his techniques were, and he made a lot of money. Um, but the world progressed, and he didn't. He was on the right track, but he didn't keep moving. He just stayed there. And he got run over, you know? So what you're seeing was he was struggling in the mid-2000s because his old shtick didn't fit the times. And I think that's, I mean, there's a lot of wisdom. And even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Yeah, Wells Fargo had a great idea delivering to people with their covered wagons or with their wagon, with their stagecoach. But you can't just sit there. you mm -hmm. got to keep moving with the times. Yeah. Today we have, today we have Amazon. Mm -hmm. you got to buy... Um, rail cars, you have to buy. I heard Home Depot, of course, this is a little bit off the topic. <laughs> but due to global supply shortages and shipping and logistics problems, Home Depot has just purchased their own um, ocean freighter. And oh, they, wow. They said, we're going to ship it, I think, to China. I, I don't know exactly where. And it's going to be filled with just our inventory. 
And so we have exclusive license and it's at great cost, but having that asset in our company will assure us supply because a lot of the supply is there. There's not space on ocean liners to get it over to the U.S. So I heard yesterday they made the decision to incorporate a big shipping liner. They're not paying a freight company, ocean freight. They're becoming their own ocean freight. Fascinating, huh? It is. It is. They're moving. They're doing something. Mm-hmm. I know years years ago, um, I I got into classical music. I really like classical music, especially the Baroque era, uh, and, and uh, like with Bach and Mozart, Telemann, and uh, uh, Vivaldi. But you know, I thought, why was he so famous? There are other composers back then. A lot of people wrote music, but Bach it, had a unique style. And I'm thinking, well, he's famous because he's good, but that's not why he's famous. He's famous because he's good, and he wrote thousands of pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why. It's that he just kept going and kept going and kept going. It's the volume of what you do as much as the quality of what you do. So quality and quantity, both of those have to be there. So if you do one thing and just sit there, that just proves it's just a proof of, of concept. Uh, it's not, it's not, that could be a success if you want to define it that way. Uh, but if you're on the right track, you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And notice how, notice how Rui Rogers says it. He says it in a, in a quip and you laugh, you go, yeah, that's right. And look how much we, how much we uh, just talked about that idea from that little simple sentence. Yeah, he's right. I think again, that- o- Oklahoma humor. I think Oklahoma humor, Oklahoma wisdom, it's just as profound and nuanced as Confucius. Will, well, Ro- people Will, are, Will Rogers people, is the Oklahoma Confucius. Yeah, well, people are people, no matter where they are. You can have Chinese philosophers, you can have uh, philosophers in the North and the South and the East and the West, uh, Canadian, you can have South American, you can have, I mean, Cervantes is, is a fascinating. Uh, so there's smart people everywhere, you know. Uh, but Will Rogers was Cherokee. Uh, and so he had his humor. All right, so we move on to the next one? Let's do the next one. Oh, am I doing the next one? Sure. There are three kinds of men. The one that learns by reading, the few who learn by observation, the rest of them have to pee on the electric fence for themselves. <laughs> there are three types of people in this world. Yep. One can read it. Now, you're, you were saying that before, you know, we can learn from other people. Yeah, you can read it. Uh, you, one, you can see what other people are doing. And some people, you got to experience it for yourself. Yep. Or pee on electric fence and all of a sudden, you'll remember. Yeah, you know. You know about you know, that all of a sudden. Yeah, you'll you'll never forget that. <laughs> I think Will Rogers has been out there with his electric fences in the range. Uh-huh. In the, in the range of Oklahoma, man. Yep. Well, the fascinating oh, thing is electric so fence true. would have been a new invention in his time. You well, know? it was brand new. Yeah, brand new. Uh, I, I, I don't know when it came out, but it, it had to have been fairly new. I but think I'm about, sure they... Oh, go ahead. I'm sure they did that because they had barbed wire, but the barbed wire didn't always work because uh, you had to have the post to hold the barbed wire and and uh, the cattle would scratch themselves. And I mean... They'd rub against it and they'd knock them down. So, mm-hmm. 
I think about like when you incorporate technology into your comedy or your art, you have to realize that it will be outdated someday. You know, if I were to say, yeah. check out, like, if I were to do a joke in 2003, I might have the punchline be something about MySpace. But nobody uses MySpace anymore. I mean, That's the electric right. fence was a big thing if you're a rain, uh, rancher in Oklahoma. It's not really that big of a thing to you or me. I don't know when the last time I saw an electric fence was. And that, that being said, the point of it is well taken. Most people need to learn by experience. They're not going to learn by observation or, or... Well, which is, to your point, David, good point, David, to your point, how many people who were born and raised and all they knew was was a city life, like a New York City, right in the middle of Chicago, they don't even know what electric fence is. Mm-hmm. And so peeing on electric fence, they have no concept of... Uh, the shock you're going to, oh, maybe people don't know. The shock you're going to get from the pee, that was the entry into your body. And uh, you know it if you've ever been electrocuted. Uh, like like a hot poker. Have you? Ever, I mean, not a hot, electric poker. Cattle poker. Have you ever been poked by cattle poker? I have not been poked by a cattle prod. I've not been stun gunned. But I don't like electricity. I've, I've been around electric fences. I've touched them before. They suck. Being electrocuted sucks. Well, you know, uh, poker electric uh, uh, poker boy, that really it, it doesn't shock you. It hurts. It does hurt. Electric it, fences hurt. Whoa, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, just it, touching them hurts, let alone peeing on them. It's not a tingle. It is a hurt. Uh huh. Because <laughs> they turn up that volume quickly. Think of it. It's the cattle that they're trying to keep in. Uh, they're huge animals, so anyway, it's got to be big. Anyway, I, I think of uh, Jackass. All the dudes hated getting electrocuted the most because I think part of it is that's a performative thing in Jackass. The you know the movie's Jackass. Yeah, it's a performative yeah. thing. But like, if you fall and land on your butt, that looks funny. The amount of pain that you experience from someone stun gunning you, like. It's way more than falling and hitting your butt, but it doesn't look that funny. So, like, the the reward to pain is not as good. So, the guys in Jackass always hated getting electrocuted. Um, yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Because that hurts. And it doesn't film well. It's not like you can tell that it hurts. It just does. Okay, moving on. Do you want to read this one? Okay. Don't let yesterday use up too much of today. That's good advice. Sound good, sound advice, don't you think? Well, I, I like how he says it. Use up too much of today. In other words, don't live in the past. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like keep moving, keep doing stuff. You learn from the past, but you don't live in the past. That, that's how I like to say it, but that's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. Don't let yesterday use up too much of today. You can think about the past. Don't don't let it consume the present. It's part of the present, but it can't be completely the present. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got to keep moving. I like this next one. Everybody is ignorant only on different subjects. <laughs> that's true. I use, I, I use that a lot. That's, uh, that's totally true. Will Rogers is, is right about that. That's right. I, I use that a lot. And uh, that's, that's, that's no more true than in universities mm-hmm. and faculty. 
<laughs> so just our research labs. You know, oh, you know, I know I'm an expert in this area. Well, that doesn't mean you know everything. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of a story about John Nash, the guy that, you know, the mathematician. Yes. At Princeton. And he was, before he went crazy, he's the subject of the movie A Beautiful Mind starring Russell Crowe. But I think that he sort of flew off the rails because his mind was so, he was a genius. He was, yeah. And so he was at Princeton near the end of Albert Einstein's career. And there's a story where he corners Albert Einstein. He starts talking to Albert Einstein about, well, what about this? What about this in physics? And, and I, I have this idea that you could do this in physics and that in physics and, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And he's using, you know, a lot of his higher level math, mathematical ideas and applying them to physics. And um, so he asked Albert Einstein, what do you think? And Albert Einstein said, I think you need to go back and study more physics. <laughs> because you can't just shoehorn you know, your knowledge or understanding into every single subject, there's a lot of nuance there. There's a lot of, of breadth that you can't cover just by being smart. You're going to be ignorant about some things. And to me, a extension of this, or this is a foundation for everybody's ignorant. That's why we need each other. Mm -hmm. Nobody can be an, a genius or, or an expert at everything. And that's why we need each other. Yeah. We, we need... We need to listen to each other, understand what people are saying, because nobody knows everything. Mm -hmm. But as as a community of people, we just need to listen to each other. Okay, don't think you know everything, because you don't. And also, if you think you do, that's probably the worst. You know that that that's the biggest mistake you can make. You can yeah go off half cocked and make a huge blunder at that point. Yeah. Wise man is he who listens to counsel to understand that there's a lot of smart people in there. A lot of people know that you don't know things you don't know. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Go ahead. Diplomacy is the art of saying nice doggy until you can find a rock. <laughs> I like that. That's true. I think a lot of times and. You're keeping your enemies at bay until you can strike. If you're not ready to strike, you're all friends. I've been watching uh, the JCS criminal psychology videos. Um, and they're about interrogations of people that have committed heinous crimes. They sort of went viral two weeks ago on mm -hmm. YouTube with the interview, the, the interrogation footage of the Parkland shooter. And he's got, you know, just a handful of videos, 12 or 13, a baker's dozen of videos of it's all interrogation footage and analysis. And that's the, the fascinating thing is that one of the things is building rapport with the suspect. And then you close the distance and you start confronting them. So it's like, oh, we're buddies. Yeah, you're going to want to tell me that you did this because we're good old friends. And then you sort of come in and you get much more ruthless. You know, you sort of go for the kill. You go for the clothes. You try to get them to admit to what they've done. And admitting to what they've done will put them in jail for the rest of their lives. But that diplomacy, that rapport you establish at the beginning, leaves them unaware. And I think that that's basically what he's describing when he says diplomacy is the art of saying nice doggy until you can find a rock. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I... And if you look what he's saying here, he's talking about all about, about that education, 
about politics. I mean, I mean, he has wisdom uh, all over the place. Mm-hmm. All over the place. Now we're actually. Move... Oh, go ahead. Can I? Uh, can I? Can I uh, let's see here. I have this picture of him. Mm-hmm. Let's show a picture of him. Let's see if I can. Where did you get it from? Up. I can. I can do it. Yeah. Because it's harder for you to share your screen than for the broadcast than me. Yeah. Let me let me put it in the chat. Okay. And bring bring this picture up because this picture has his picture, but also a quote that is attributed to him. Uh, probably most the most quote attributed to Will Rogers. And th- and that's him. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. All right. The I never met a man I didn't like. Yeah. Okay, let me just. And that's and that's his picture. I thought we'd show a picture of him. Oh yeah. I. Here's a picture of him. Um. It's just yeah. Let me just. I don't know. It's harder for me to go from your end than my end. You know. There we go. Yeah. There you go. I never met a man I didn't like, and so. Uh, he also, I think he also had a saying of that, uh, strangers just friends I haven't met yet or something like that. But uh, that was him. So so that's Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready to go? Yes, this go next quote's one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. That is so true. That was true in the 1920s, probably when he said it, and it's more true today. That's timeless. Spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. Yeah, it's it's amazing. That's an amazing quote. <laughs> yep, so true. That's people for you. Why do people why do people do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But they do. They do. Until they realize Till, till they get a, a better value system. So what's important to you? To impress people you don't like? Eh, don't let them bother you. Very think, interesting. Yeah, but th- people aren't wired that way. No, they're not. I mean, people are wired to spend money they haven't earned, to buy things they don't want, to impress people they don't like. A lot of people are wired that way. I would say maybe not a majority, but maybe a majority of people are wired that way. They don't know anything else. They don't understand that that's not how the game has to be played. And he's not saying that most people. He's saying too many. You know? That's right. It's that's a good quote because good it's tr- quote. it's true. Like, wh- it doesn't matter what proportion it is. If it's 20%, it's too many. If it's 50%, it's too many. <laughs> so, I mean, what he's saying is right. Because he's not saying mo- <laughs> most people spend money they haven't earned, even though it's possible that that's true. Yeah. It's it's possible that it is a majority. Well, a lot of businesses have built on that on that concept. People will spend money on things they don't want. Mm-hmm. You can make them think they need it. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. You've got to go out on a limb sometimes because that's where the fruit is. Yeah, that's true. You got to put yourself right. out there. We got to take a chance. You got to take a chance. You got to take some risks, and uh, and sometimes when you go out on a limb like that uh, to get the fruit, sometimes it's being on the limb is as is as is, is as exciting as getting the fruit. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes going after the fruit on the limb is is as exciting as just having the fruit. And sometimes the bough can break and you fall and you bust your ass. You know what? You got to just climb right back up the tree. Try to try to get the fruit again, right? Yeah, you do it again. Because because if it breaks, hey, uh, a lot of good judgment comes from broken limbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Okay. All I know is just what I read in the papers, and that's an alibi for my ignorance. <laughs> See, he was a, he wrote uh, an article for the paper a lot. Yeah, he was I a mean, columnist. He was a columnist, yeah. And so, well, how many, David, how many people uh, uh, claim intelligence merely by reciting and quoting what they read in the paper, what they read in the news. Yeah, that's true. They don't, they don't have an original thought. They don't really think about it. They go, I hear that, I quote it. Okay? Yes. Uh, but that wasn't your idea. That wasn't, uh, you know. So, so many people do that, that today we have the news uh, is more of a production and uh, opinion. Uh, than actual reporting of what happened. And so he calls it an alibi for his ignorance. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you say, oh, that's not right. Hey, I just read that in the papers. Yeah. So he has an alibi. That's true. He's People basically say like saying, also he's saying, just because you read the newspapers doesn't mean you're informed. That's the implication. That's mm -hmm. uh, a deeper implication. But what he's saying is, is that, oh, I read uh, reciting what you read in the papers or the news. They go, oh, that's not true. I says, well, I heard it in the newspapers. Yeah. That's what they that's what they said. That's what the newspapers said, you know. And so the implication of what he's saying there is that you're really ignorant of the thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you really don't know what you're talking about. All you're doing is reciting what you heard. Very, very, very interesting. But very clever. The saying is very clever because he doesn't say you. He says I. Uh, yeah, it's not like you're dumb. It's basically no. self-deprecating. Yeah, it's self-deprecating. But he stood in such a way that, yeah, that's what I do. And you think, yeah, we all do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, if the humor is a connection with a person to where that's what I do and go, yeah, that's what I did. I did that too. So you would agree with him. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Worrying is like paying on a debt that may never come due. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's good. Worrying is like paying on a debt that may never come true. Another way to say that is that uh, worrying never solved anything. It just made your problem worse. Mm -hmm. So you can solve it two different ways. One, worrying about it. Or two, doing something about it. That's so, true. And which one is more effective? Also, when the debt comes due, it's not really like paying on a debt that may never come due. Because if you're worried about something that's going to happen and you know what's going to happen... Um, it will happen, and it'll be just as hard to deal with when it happens, whether you worried about it before or not. 
So so right. it's not like you've like it's not like you'll you'll it'll be easier to take because you worried about it a bunch. It'll be just as hard to take if it does happen. So yeah, it may never come due, but if it does come due, the money that the payments on your debt, they don't make it any easier to take. Right. Oh. And paying on it, it may happen, it may not happen. So paying on worrying doesn't do anything uh, to to worrying doesn't do anything to pay the debt because it mm -hmm. may never come due. Yeah. It's never not a problem in the first place. And if it does, it doesn't really lower the debt. The debt stays the same. You're making payments. You're paying on you're paying interest on the debt. It's still exactly the same when it comes to. Um, so don't worry. I don't make jokes. Here's a new quote. I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. <laughs> okay. Isn't that true? I, I think like uh, the late night guys or uh, Saturday yeah. Night Live. That's exactly what they've done for years now. You know, with Sarah Palin going out and saying, I can see Russia from my house so I know foreign policy. Um, Alec Baldwin playing Trump. Um a lot of those sketches, and I'll watch them and I'll say, this is just play acting what actually happened. There's no additional jokes added. It's, you know, Alec Baldwin goes out and he plays Trump. And he basically says what Trump says and does what Trump did. And everyone laughs like it's a big joke. And it's like, that's not a joke. They're not making a joke. Saturday Night Live is not making a joke. They're just reporting the facts. They're dramatizing the facts. Truth is funnier than fiction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Comedy is, uh, just look what people do for crying out loud. They're, 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 it's funny. It's, yeah, that's a very good one. And the government is a really good place for it because people are trying to do so many things. And a lot of times they get elected and they get elected for what reason? Not because they may be good at running the country, but they may be good at running a campaign, mm -hmm. and they're in there. They're going to make they're going to make mistakes, hand over fist, and and so it's just a comedy of errors, you know. So. So moving on. Okay. <laughs> Everything is funny, as long as it's happening to somebody else. Mm-hmm. We watched a movie last night. We didn't have Movie Tuesday called The Wrong Missy. It's an Adam Sandler, Happy Madison production starring David Spade and Laura Lapkus. And there are slapstick elements. He falls and breaks his ankle in the first... Uh, in the first scene. And... Uh, and, you know, Missy falls off a cliff and gets hurt. And he falls off a... And it's funny, you laugh... Because it's not you. It's not you getting hurt. Uh, I mean, slapstick is an obvious example of that. But, you know, when people are played for, for an emotional foil or they're insulted and you laugh, it's because it's not you being insulted. If someone were to say those things to you, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah. Well, there's, there's uh, funny ways to build on that. It's kind of like, well... It sucks to be him. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's terrible to be you. That's that's saying, oh well, I, I'm not there, so therefore I'm good. It says, yeah. Well, so as long as uh, as long as things like that happen to someone else and not you, 
but as long as it's not really severe or anything, uh, it's just it is funny. And uh, also, I think got to be careful with that. Uh, everything is funny as long as it happening to someone else. As long as in the future, that person can think back and laugh with you. So it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is funny. And you, you can laugh at the moment. As long as that person in the future can laugh too. Like, yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, at the time I was embarrassed. But, yeah, that was pretty funny. Now that it's, now that time has healed the wound. That was kind of funny. I see why you laughed at it. So it's happened to me. I've done dumb things. Are you ready to move on? Yep. Let's do the next one. Let's find, yeah, let's, we'll close on a good one. Why don't we find this one? I don't think this is a closer, but we'll try to find a good one. I don't know if we will, but go for it. Be thankful we're not getting all the government we're paying for. <laughs> Be thankful we're not getting all the government we're paying for. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that's a small government, like, you know, if they if they were utilizing all the money, that might not be, uh, that might not necessarily be a good thing, right? Is that what he's saying? Well, yeah, I mean, you're giving them a lot of money. Uh, you better hope they don't just go crazy with that money, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because they can do a lot of harm. <laughs> with a lot of money, a lot of dumb things, mm -hmm. and so got to be careful that 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 uh, be thankful that the government. Uh, he also said, uh, uh, "America is great, in spite of the government." Mm -hmm. So I think that's the same same vein. Like, yeah, fine, they have all this money, but let's let America be America. Let's, let's don't have too much government. Yeah. Uh, the government is important, and they have to be there. And and he supported government. He, he was a he was an advocate of the government, but also he was a critic of the government. Mm -hmm. So the government can overstep its bounds sometimes, but they do have a place. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh, anyway. Actually, that, we can go. Through, we can actually go through these buy land that ain't making. They ain't making any more of that stuff. Buy land. They ain't making any more of the stuff. That is the quote. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, making any more of the stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that one's not that profound, but it makes sense. And I think we're at the end. Well, it's true today. That's still true today. You know, I, I think, actually, if you want to end, maybe we should end with probably his famous quote about, I never met a man I didn't like. Yeah. And, and I think, I think... Uh, you know, uh, everyone has good in them, and everyone has a potential for bad. And I think that uh, if you see everybody as a potential friend, and you're going to like them, you can bring out the good in them. Mm -hmm. And I, I think where Rogers did, that's why people loved him. He was a humorist, but he wasn't mean. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mean at all. He was, he was, he made people laugh at themselves and he made people better people. Yes. He even joked about his most famous quote. 
He said, when I die, my epitaph, or whatever you call those signs on gravestones, is going to read, I joked about every prominent man of my time, but I never met a man I didn't like. I'm so proud of that, I can hardly wait to die so it can be carved. <laughs> That's true. I think I, I, he's an interesting guy, don't you think? Yeah, he, he is down to earth, and he died so young. And uh, But he left a legacy of he did things. Mm -hmm. He wrote a column. He he spoke. Uh, he was active in politics. And, you know, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It matters how much you do. So be doers. Be, be doers in your life. And, uh, and uh, look for the good in people because it's there. And uh, look for the good in people. So I've never been there, but apparently there's a memorial in Colorado yep. at the base of Pikes Peak. Oh, really? In Colorado? Yeah, near the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo, uh, the Will Rogers Shrine of the Sun. It's an 80-foot observation tower. I didn't know that. Yeah. And of oh. course, in Oklahoma, there's plenty of stuff honoring him. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's things named after him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't, wasn't uh, your rival when you played high school football, Will Rogers High School? Uh-huh. And you were Memorial High School? Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to Memorial High School, and Will Rogers was, actually, Will Rogers High School was one block from Harper's Friendly Fruit Store where I grew up. Wow. It's not there anymore. That's why I can say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it used to be Al's Friendly Food Store, and my dad bought it from him from Al, and so now it's Harper's Friendly Foods. It was Harper's Friendly Food Store. And then he sold that uh, to another Al, uh, and then he moved to the to a shopping cart. That's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, it was one block from where Rogers High School. So there's a lot of things named Rear Rogers in Oklahoma because uh, he was loved and he was well-known. And so I guess if, if uh, I think a value of a life is how much you give to other people. Mm -hmm. And he gave a lot of sayings and he saw it the way he saw it. He said it the way he saw it. And, uh, but everybody has value uh, just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that value uh, will die if you don't just use it and do things and keep active. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know, I think he's remembered now in many ways for his sayings more than anything. I don't think his films, his films may have survived, but no one's really watching his films. Um, of course, he did vaudeville shows. He did cowboy shows. He was an actor and he was on radio. And people aren't spinning up an old Will Rogers radio program. They're not really watching Will Rogers films. I think it's fascinating that when you die in 1935, I mean, you didn't have talkies for too long, you know, prior to his death, you know, what survives about him are his aphorisms and his sayings. And you sort of get a glimpse into the type of person he was, I guess his writings as well, but which um, you could probably pull up his columns and stuff. But it's fascinating that it's say a few profound things and sort of people will look at you as a, a font of wisdom, whether or not you actually are. So if you're going to sort of drop some quotations, make them good, because that may be how you're remembered. 
Yes. And also, like, he was in vaudeville and he was in the movies, but he was a roper. He, he did a lot of rope tricks and, mm-hmm. and he was very good at that. And uh, in the day, that's what everyone liked to see. But there he is. But what lived was his sayings because his sayings was timeless. Mm-hmm. And I think, and maybe a way to look at it is that his vaudeville, his acting, and his 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 using the his uh, ability in his uh, rope was uh, a technique. It was a skill of the day. Mm-hmm. But what's timeless, which is just as poignant today as it was back then, was his sayings, because uh, people don't change, but skills do. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> So I think, I mean, this has been an interesting short episode where we just look at the uh, quotations of Will Rogers. Um, and I don't know, I think, a, I think it's been fun. It has been fun. It's been good. There's a lot more. Uh, we could certainly do this again. Uh, he said a lot of, uh, lot of things. We, we Instead of talking about each one, we could just go down, bam, 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 bam. Because he said a lot of them. Because mm-hmm. he wrote a column for, for, for a lot of uh, years in the newspaper. And I'm not sure what newspaper he wrote in, but uh, for, a, for a long time. So he had a lot of sayings. But yeah, I think that's a good place to end it, though. I think we've covered most of his most famous ones. So do oh, we... the, the, There's some good ones. No, there, there's some... There's some... I remember... He said, uh, when uh, the Okies moved from Oklahoma to California, mm-hmm. it raised the IQ of both states. <laughs> I mean, things like that. Yeah. Because people were, were saying, oh, Okies, they're dumb, they're dumb. Eh, you know, the people who left to go, you know. So anyway, he had the backdoor way of saying what he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was a smart guy. Okay, are we ready to go? I think so, yeah. Um, so do you want to say the tagline and we'll get out of here? Yep. Cue the music. It's playing. Sons of Sequoia says, keep on talking, but listen more than you talk and try to understand what that other person is saying. Yes, and Sons of Sequoia is available on all podcast platforms and here on YouTube.com. Uh, We encourage you to like and subscribe to this video if you found it by chance, or check us out on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your audio information. So we'd like to thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.